0: Hey folks, this is Jesse Cope, back with another episode of the American Soul Podcast. Hope y'all are doing well, wherever y'all are, as always, and whatever part of the day it is for y'all. I appreciate y'all giving me a little bit of your time each day, try very hard to use it wisely, and... I appreciate for those of y'all that continue to share the podcast, uh, because you must, because last week was, was a good week for the podcast, to say the least. Uh No dogs today, a little bit different background music, you'll notice, going for a walk in a little different place, but nonetheless we're going to go for one of our little walks see what we can see going to go back to john adams who i talk about off and on and read through a few of his quotes a couple that i've read before a couple that i haven't because as i say quite often just kind of scratching the surface here. so We're going to start with one that I have read quite a few times. Uh, but I'm going to read a little bit more of this. This is a letter from John Adams to the Massachusetts militia on 11 October 1798. Uh, and this is a little section where his quote comes from that I talk about so often. But should the people of America once become capable of that deep simulation towards one another and towards foreign nations, which assumes the language of justice and moderation while it is practicing inequity and extravagance, and displays the most captivating manner, the charming pictures of candor, frankness, and sincerity, while it is rioting in rapine and insolence? This country will be the most miserable habitation in human passion in in the world because we have no government armed with the power capable of contending with human passions unbridled by morality and religion. Avarice ambition and revenge or gallantry would break the strongest cords of our constitution as a whale goes through a net. Our Constitution was made only for a moral and religious people. It is wholly inadequate to the government of any other. So the last line there is the one that I quote so often. For those of y'all that have been around the podcast for a while, you'd be familiar with it. But I thought that the, the earlier sections were kind of interesting because he talks about, basically, we, we claim one thing and act completely different. You know, if, if we ever get to the point where we, we claim all these noble, noble characteristics, but we act in the opposite manner, this is going to be a horrible place to live because our constitution, our laws, our government require a moral and religious people. And, and make no mistake, folks, he was talking about the morals of Jesus Christ. You'll see in some of his other quotes, because as we talk about often, the First Amendment, Fisher Ames, the guy that created it. The point of the First Amendment was to keep different denominations of Christianity from fighting. It was not to elevate all religion, religions to equality with Christianity, all faiths, because that's just not true. And, and that's not the way our country was set up. So, And then again, the one I use down at the end, right? Our founders, yes, absolutely. They knew that you couldn't force any man to freedom or force any man to not have freedom. But they also absolutely knew that if you didn't have a people that follow the teachings of Christ, then as Adam says here, what did he say? You know, acting that way would break through the strongest cords of our constitution as a will goes through a net. It just won't work can't function that way. If you don't know, I kind of skip this stuff often because I just assume uh, and I shouldn't. Uh, John Adams was the second president of the United States of America, uh, first president to live in the White House. He had served as vice president for eight years under George Washington, and the Library of Congress and Department of the Navy were established under his presidency. Graduated from Harvard, Uh, Was a member of the Continental Congress, signer of the Declaration of Independence. I mean, that's just, I mean, there's a long list, folks, of other things uh, that he did and accomplished in his life. That gives you a little, just a little idea. So we'll go on to the next couple here. This is a diary entry dated February the 22nd from 1756. Suppose a nation in some distant region should take the Bible for their only law book, and every member should regulate his conduct by the precepts there exhibited. Every member would be obliged in conscience to temperance, frugality and industry, to justice, kindness, and charity towards his fellow man, and to piety, love, and reverence toward almighty god what a utopia what a paradise would this region be Just shows you a little bit of adam's personal faith there and his acknowledgement that you needed those teachings of christ found in the bible uh, to make a society better and so many of our founders vast majority knew this acknowledged it Uh, And they, you know, Adams here, he was a realist. He knew just like Jesus Christ knew that we were never going to attain that standard on our own. It wasn't going to happen. There's something from C.S. Lewis, tickling the back of my brain right now, but I just can't pull it. It's out of mere Christianity. Oh, he was talking about uh, faith. Uh, from a Christian point of view, you don't really understand faith until you get to the point where you absolutely realize how completely bankrupt you are, that there's no possible way. You've tried your very hardest to do everything that God and Jesus Christ commanded to do what's right, and you can't. He said, and, and that's where your faith really starts because you realize that in order to be saved in order to end up with God and spend eternity in heaven, you have to have his help. He has to do it. You know, so John Adams in this quote, he 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 knew that this was never going to happen, but he also knew we had to try, you know, just because you know that you can't reach some goal, that doesn't. That doesn't give you the excuse not to keep trying to reach it. You always try. You strive for it and you hope that you get better and better, in this case, as an individual and as a nation. John Adams, in his notes for a dissertation on the canon and federal, or no, feudal law, excuse me, 1765. I always consider the settlement of America with reverence and wonder, as the opening of a grand scene and design and Providence for the illumination of the ignorant and the emancipation of the slavish part of mankind all over the earth. I've always liked this particular quote by John Adams since I read it because As you read through American history, you realize just how amazing is not quite the right word, but just almost supernatural, our survival, founding, so many different points in our history, we should have fallen apart, we should have failed, we shouldn't be here. One that pops into my head right now is the Constitutional Convention, you know, that the delegates were so mad, <laughs> they were getting ready to leave. Some of them were already in the process. And, and Franklin stood up and asked, what did he ask for? He, he said, hey, we, we used to pray here, and we, we stopped. Maybe we ought to turn back to God and acknowledge that we need him and gave this really impassioned speech that we'll go back to at some point, and the Continental Congress did, and it saved the convention. And there's so many other points we've talked about. Washington, you talk about the ones I like from World War II, Midway, um, certain things that happened at Pearl Harbor, Guadalcanal. You know, there's so many times when our country just should have ceased to exist. And this is kind of Adam sin. You know, this this grand scene and design and providence, God had a hand here. You know, and what was, what was the purpose? What did he say? The purpose was illumination of the ignorant and emancipation of slaves across the entire world. This goes back to the city on a hill comment that Reagan used and others have used. We've got to be a light shining to the rest of the world. And the only way we can do that, folks, is if we put God and the principles of Jesus Christ in the center of our culture and the center of our education for our children particularly public education folks because if you're gonna take money from citizens to educate children that education has to strengthen the country right and our families even before that in our marriages all the things we talk about constantly we've got to have jesus christ there it's got to be a daily act a daily priority because if it's not well we see what happens when it's not because we're there Absolutely there. I'm going to try and get through a couple more. We'll see if we make it. Uh, these both, no, no, a lot. Just this next one is from a diary entry in 1772. So things were starting to get pretty rough with the British. Had been for a couple of decades, but they're just right on the verge right now. We see every day that our imaginations are so strong and our reasons so weak. The charms of wealth and power are so enchanting, and the belief of future punishments so faint that men find ways to persuade themselves to believe any absurdity, to submit to any prostitution, rather than forego their wishes and desires. Their reasons become at last an eloquent advocate on the side of their passions And they bring themselves to believe that black is white, that vice is virtue, that folly is wisdom, and eternity a moment. I really picked this one, folks, for that last line because we're absolutely there today. You look around. I can't pull the Bible verse right now, but we are calling good evil and evil good. You can talk about feminism. You can talk about abortion. You can talk about LGBTQ relationships. You can talk about critical race theory. You can talk about illegal immigration. uh, You can talk about the fact uh, separation of church and state, which this all really goes back to, folks, all of it, 80 years. Um, You can talk about revisionist history in schools, uh, the push of socialist and communist type policies by the left. I mean, just any of these is doing exactly what Adams talked about in this last line. And that is it believe you, 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 you have convinced the left has convinced so many people today in America that black is white vice is a virtue and folly is wisdom and eternity is, is not even just, I would argue, he says eternity a moment. I guess people think that, but we've done a pretty good job convincing people that eternity doesn't even exist. And of course the solution for all of this is what? To put God and Jesus Christ back in the center of our our marriages, our families and our lives. That's (laughs) a my father-in-law made the comment once uh, about something else, but it's it's not hard, but we make it difficult. And that's absolutely true, folks. This isn't hard. But, but Adam's quote up here earlier, too, is so very true. Our reason is so weak and our imagination is so strong. We're so, we ignore any future punishments, whether you're talking about consequences here on Earth or you're talking about eternal punishment, right? And, and we're willing to believe any absurdity to do what we want to rather than forego our own wishes and desires. We see this. We focus on what do we focus on? What do we spend our time on? We talked about this last week. Look at, at how you spend your day. And for me too, folks, I mean, all of us, look at how we spend our day, how many hours, how much time we spend on our phones, watching athletics, doing anything but working on our marriage, leading our children, before both of those, working on our faith. We spend all this time and all these hours on things that we know we shouldn't be, and we don't spend time on the things that we know we should be. We'll run through one more here, folks, and then I think we'll wrap it up. Uh, This is in a letter that John Adams wrote to his wife on July the 4th. 1774 kind of impressive we went to meeting at wells and had the pleasure of hearing my friend upon quote be not partakers in other men's sins keep yourselves pure end quote we took our horses to the meeting in the afternoon and heard the minister again upon seek first the kingdom of god and his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you There is great pleasure in hearing sermons so serious, so clear, so sensible and instructive as these. A couple things here, folks. And actually, I'm going to read. You talk about the teachings of Christ, right? So I, I thought that it was pertinent. This is where we need to get back to. One of the scribes, this is from Mark 12, one of the scribes came up and heard them arguing and recognized that Jesus had answered them well. He asked him, what commandment is the foremost of all? Jesus answered, the foremost is, hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. And you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, and with all your soul, and with all your mind, and with all your strength. The second is this, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. There is no commandment greater than these. i me go back real quick. So this, this note from Adams to his wife, Abigail, which there's a book out there, folks. I can't remember if it's by Ellis or somebody else, but there's a book about the relationship between John and Abigail Adams. And it's a phenomenal book, folks. Um, their writings back and forth, the time they had to spend apart, their loyalty and love to each other. It's just it really is impressive. But the the thing I wanted to note here is, Adams in this letter, he they went to church twice. Now look, I I I'm definitely do not buy into quantity proves dedication just in and of itself. Meaning, just because somebody goes to church two or three times on a Sunday or spends two or three hours every day reading their Bible, that doesn't make them I don't know, a saint. Doesn't make them have a strong faith. Doesn't make them a great person. Although I would argue it would be hard to read the Bible consistently and not at least better yourself, even if you're starting from a really evil point. But you have to get back to the fact of what we spend our time on shows what's important to us. If if we're sitting there scrolling on our phone for an hour and a half, that's important to us for whatever reason, whether it's our own entertainment. I don't, I don't know. You think of the reason, but that means that sitting there scrolling on your phone is important. If we're going to sit and watch four or five hours of a sporting event. That means that that's important to us. And I'm not talking about time that you have to be at work. I'm talking about we spend our free time this way. If we're going to go and work out, right? You want to be in shape. You want to eat healthy, whatever aspect of that you want to talk about. If we're going to go and work out for an hour every day, then that's important to us. And so if we don't spend any time, with God, or very little, if it's just kind of something we wave a hand at, if we don't spend any time making sure our spouse is a priority each day, if we don't spend any time really leading and instructing our children in matters that are important, if we don't respect our parents, if we don't honor them, if, you, you know, the list just goes on and on then those things aren't important to us. We can say whatever we want. You go back to that Ralph Waldo Emerson quote, though, that our actions speak so loudly that the rest of the world can't hear what we're saying because they can see what we're doing. John Adams, his writings, and the writings of so many other founders, they show us what was important to these men and women the founding of our country being centered on god and jesus christ the teachings therein and we got to get back to that folks really in our individual lives and then in our our personal lives absolutely I'm sorry, individual our, our public lives as a country all right i kept you i'll leave you alone i sure do appreciate it thank y'all for giving me a little bit of your time and for going on one of our little walks. We will talk to y'all again real soon. God bless y'all. God bless your families. God bless America. Looking forward to it, folks.